Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'm Bob Mendelson, and this is the Bob's Your Uncle podcast. War in the Middle East. What is this about and can it ever be resolved? Today in the second of a five-part series, we explore with a Lebanese Muslim these very questions. You'll be surprised at his answers. Stay tuned. You can now find us and comment to us wherever you get your podcasts. Tell us what matters to you, what triggers your joy, what bothers you in the world. Let us know. We'll see where the spirit leads us. Wherever you are just now, whether you're out for your evening constitutional, or you're here in Australia, or back in the United States with friends, or all by yourself with your headset on, these episodes are going to last a little bit longer than usual. Stay with us. I think you'll enjoy or be aggravated by each one. Of note, the opinions are strictly my own and those of my guests. On this date in history, the 28th of October, in 1886, United States President Grover Cleveland officially dedicated the Statue of Liberty, a gift from the people of France to the people of the United States in Upper New York Bay. Merci, France. In 1965, the Gateway Arch in St. Louis, Missouri, designed by Finnish-born American architect Saarinen, commemorated St. Louis's historic role as the gateway to the West, and it was completed on this date. And in 1636, Harvard University, the oldest institute of higher learning in the United States, was founded by the Great and General Court of the Massachusetts Bay Colony, and that's the historical marker of the week. Salam alaikum, my friend. You were born here in Australia and your parentage is Lebanese Muslim Sunni. What brought your family to these shores? Wa alaikum salam and thank you for having me, my good friend. It's been a long time since I last spoke to you. Okay, my parents migrated here, my mother and father, in 1966, 67. They arrived in Sydney, Australia, and they left, of course, after the French invaded Lebanon and colonized it from 1922 to 1944. So uh, 10 million Lebanese migrated to Brazil. The others went to Canada and the others came to Australia. And it's an interesting story. The reason why they came to Australia was because the Australians were there in Lebanon. They were there with the French, but the Aussies treated us very well. So this is coming from my father and grandfather, and that's why they chose to come to Australia. 
And then they had, you know, they raised us nine children, five boys, four girls. And yes, they were born raised here. Nine children? That is a brood. That's fantastic. Are they all still alive? Yes. Oh, well, my parents passed away. Dad died two years ago. Mum passed away three years ago. My little brother passed away a year ago. Otherwise, there's still eight of you young yes, who aren't so young anymore. Uh, let yes. me ask, you know, you, we've had some good time in the past. I remember our lunch. My, oh, my, I'm still tasting it. It's so delicious. What gives you your greatest pleasure these days? You know what? There's many things. Uh, one is the love of God, of course, is very important. Uh, and my grandchildren, you know, I've got two grandkids, Amor and uh, Ayush, so they bring a lot of joy to me. But really, it's in the service of others, because as a Muslim, monotheism is the most important uh, topic in Islam. But second to that is loving your fellow human being the way you love yourself. So this is an important factor in Islam. It's actually compulsory. So and as a result, you have worked for years in helping in charity work, especially in Africa. What got you going there, and what does your charity involve? Well, it helps in sponsoring uh, orphans, and we're building a boarding school and orphanage now as we speak. And we help all children, regardless of their creed or their background. So we help Jewish uh, African children, we help Christian Africans, we help Muslim uh, Africans, whoever's in need. And the reason why I chose Africa, I must be uh, honest, I chose Ghana, West Africa, was because of the Atlantic slave trade that happened when the Brits went there and the Americans. And you're very aware of the Atlantic slave trade. It went on for 400 years. So they shipped them from an area called Cape Coast in Ghana and took them all the way to Virginia, Mississippi, and America. So, yeah, so that's why I chose West Africa, Ghana, to do my mm -hmm. aid work there. You're making things better where they were terrible for too long. Yes, brother. And especially like I focus a lot on building water wells because there's a shortage of clean water. So I focus a lot on that and on the orphans. So we get them to schools and help them provide, pay for their school fees, their food for the whole year, uh, their Medicare. We cover all that for them. And, and that... you know what's sad, honestly, I must say, my friend, is that water is given to us for free. It's it's the essence of life. Without water, we can't live. We'll dehydrate and pass away. And, and we don't even have that over there. And this is what's sad. Like, you see, with everything going on in the world, and these people were just asking for basic necessities, which is clean drinking water. Without it, we will die. That is for sure. The last couple of weeks, we've been watching with heartache of the war in the Middle East with various points of stress and distress. Is there a particular news outlet you favor, whether print or video or television, that is one that seems both balanced and one that lets your views be heard seriously? Well, look, that's a valid question. And I'm, I'm glad that you asked that. You know what? You're a very intelligent man. Because I find that problematic today because our our outlet today in Australia is through Channel 9 or 10 or Fox News or, you know, ABC or whatever news channel. But I like to get it directly from the people living there. Do you know what I mean? So I I like to uh, sort of take it from there because it's factual. It's not filtered. They don't lie about it. And what we really see is what's problematic is 
is I remember Malcolm X was he said something very true and we're seeing it today. He said the press will have you believing that the oppressed are the oppressor, but really the oppressor is the oppressor. Uh, sorry, the um, it's vice versa, like he was trying to say. So they'll have people believing the ones that are doing the killing that they justify it. Do you understand what I mean? And we see that today. It's like people are so educated today they can justify everything they do, but the reality is totally different. And I just find that there's an imbalance in society where it's wrong. Like I'll, I'll share something with you. Jesus Christ said something very true, and I say this to everybody, and I'm a Muslim Sunni, but I love what Jesus said. He said, you that are evil, yet you know what is good to give unto your son. So imagine if you ask the Heavenly Father, how much would he give you? So Jesus is telling the people that are doing evil, he was addressing the Romans, like, you are evil, you are doing all this killing, but yet if you had to give your son, you'd give him a gift. You know goodness there. See, because even evil people have goodness in them. But the problem is they, I don't know if they're using patriotism or whatever they're trying to use to justify their claim. And, and it's sad because people are hijacked the name of religion because Judaism doesn't teach that. Do, do, do you understand what I mean? So when someone tries to justify, or let's say a Muslim trying to justify something, Islam doesn't teach that. Christianity doesn't teach that. Judaism doesn't teach that. The war in Israel and Palestine right now is a political war. It's not motivated through religion. They just use religion as a punchline to win the people over. Do you think Israel has a right to exist? Of course. I want a two-state solution. They can stay where they are. Not a problem. But there are the people, people there are people who who say from the river to the sea, uh, Palestine will be free. And what they mean is it'll be free of Jews. No, but you got to understand something. See, when we go back only 80 years, right, people got to understand something. When you look at the history of it, the Europeans were known as colonizers. We saw the Commonwealth, 35 countries where the Brits went into and the Americans and the French. They colonized Ireland. Look what they did to the Irish. Look what they did to the Scottish. Look what the French did to the Lebanese and the Syrians. They colonized 35 nations. And that's what they, well, that's what I believe they're trying to do now. And they're using terms like ethnic cleansing. They're trying to justify, I don't want to get rid of the Jews. Leave the Jews there. The Jews are our brothers of all religions. The Jews are the closest to us Muslims. They believe in monotheism. They, they have the lunar calendar. They pray five times. They don't eat swine. Their fundamental teachings is exactly like us. Our war with them is not because of faith. It's not about because we all believe in the God of Abraham. The war is a political war. They can stay there, but give the Palestinians their own identity, their own airport, their own passport. They are neighbors. We're the ones that took them in after all the war crimes were committed by Northern Europe, because they lived in Northern Europe. Millions of them would live there. And it was the Europeans that wiped them out. It wasn't the Muslims. We let them move into Tel Aviv and live with us in peace and harmony. The problem occurred in '48 when they declared an, indep uh, uh, an independence a state, when Harry S. Truman recognized them as a country. This is where all the war started from. And the Palestinians got upset and said, hey, what's going on here? We let you move in and live with us. Because the Europeans didn't want them. They had three places to go, I think, to East Africa. They got rejected there. There was another place in Palestine. And us Arab Palestinians, we let them move in. 
And this is where all the war, we don't we don't want to get rid of them, but you can't take our humanity because they have a right to live. They are the people of God. They are the people of the book, as we say in the Quran, Ahli Kitab. So our problem with them, we don't want to wipe them out. I don't know where you're getting that from. I've never heard that from Muslims. We want them to stay there, but give the Palestinians their own state, their own passport, their own identity, so they can live, so they can govern their country. Because, look, killing doesn't solve nothing. Let's be honest. World War One and Two, we should learn from it. Eighty million people died, and did anything really change? Hmm. Nothing changed. Have uh, Have you amended your views about Middle Eastern people and their rights, especially in the hotbed we call Israel, over the years? Has your view changed? Well, look, I've never had a problem with the Jews. Between me, even when I did my DNA test, just to let you know, I had fifteen percent Mirzai Jew in me. So, and I embrace it, even though I'm an Arab Muslim. As I said, our problem with the Jews is not because of their religion. It's more the patriotic ones, like how Zionism came into it. But Jews are beautiful people, and you find a lot of the Jewish Orthodox, they're backing the Arab Muslims there. And we've never had a problem with them. They've lived with us from the time of Amr ibn al-Khattab, when he took Palestine, and he said the Jews will live here in peace. And they were treated fine. It's you, when the Crusaders came in and the oh, others yeah. came in, and this is where all the subdivision happened. And you're an expert in history. You know what I'm talking about. I don't want to <laughs> go into detail here because we really want to bring people together. We don't want to create division because death doesn't solve nothing and greed does not solve anything. No, it assuages, but it doesn't solve. How would you, if let's say tomorrow... The government contacted you, and you're now the new president of Gaza. You're replacing Hamas. You could bring in some people. You could do it yourself. How would you solve the Israel-Palestinian crisis if you were the new president? Well, the first thing I would implement is social justice across the board. Like what goes for them goes for us. So if we're going to say war crimes are forbidden, which they are, the killing of innocent children, it has to be both on both sides. It can't just be for the Palestinians, not for the Israelis. So we'll come to a peace agreement. We'll ask them we want to create our own state, our, our own identity, our Palestinian passport, airport, our, our own economy so we can start dealing and living. And they can be our neighbours, not a problem. I don't want to wipe them out. I don't want to get rid of them. Leave them there. Jews are good people. What do we need to you know, fight and get rid of them? And Hamas doesn't govern Palestine, brother, between me and you. I don't know where you get that from. They haven't been in power, I think, since 2007, was it, or 2007? I can't remember, but they have no influence in the Gaza area, no influence there. So I don't know why Israel is targeting them and saying that they're there, because from what we know with our friends in Palestine, they don't even exist there. And see, where the Hamas doesn't exist in, in Gaza? Yeah, it doesn't exist. I've spoken to Palestinians. A lot of my friends are Palestinians. And we talk all the time because Palestine is very important to us Muslims because to us it's the second holiest land after Mecca, Medina. And to us, the Palestinians are one with us because the Lebanese, the Syrians, the Palestinians, the Jordanians, we're all one people. That was called Ard al-Sham, which means the land of Damascus. But when the French colonized us, they subdivided us. And in the early 1900s. And see, you know where it's problematic also, my friend? And you're an educated man. When you have someone like Winston Churchill 
in the early 1900s saying that, you know, Aboriginals weren't humans and the Palestinians weren't humans and the Native Indians weren't humans. You can't have that mindset and then be an influential leader and then telling people how to govern other countries because, you know, it's it was talking like he believes in the caste system where the white man is superior. So if you're Jewish or Arab or black, they look at us as imprimitive people. Everyone wants us to condemn Palestine or condemn Hamas. But I said, why is it no one condemning Israel for their war crimes? We can't condemn one party and not condemn the other. Because the life of a Palestinian is as valuable as the life of an Israeli child. This is what people got to understand. Because we're all the creation of God. And this is where it's problematic. We don't have a voice for the innocent Palestinians. The the paratroopers, the parachuters who came in and slaughtered kids and captured and kidnapped. And I mean, you've seen the reports. You're not unaware that 1,400 Jews, Israelis, some Australian, some American, but almost all living there in Israel, near Sterot, near Gaza, were killed in a brutal yeah, that's true, but see, when we talk way. about those 1,400s, what about the 4,000 that have just been bombarded? Now, I'm not trying to take you away from that. I agree with you, my friend, because I'm an Australian, and I feel for my Australian people over there. But if we're going to jump on that wagon, we've got to jump on the other one. Oh, because... Those are two separate yeah. issues, and I'm dealing with both of them. So who was it who sent those thousands of missiles who jumped over uh, who's i mean you know a thousand people came over in a very cleverly planned attack went to a festival and killed 250 young people at a festival who were those people you say they weren't hamas tell you the truth i'm going to be honest with you i don't think it was hamas because hamas are religious people. I don't know their ins and outs because I've never met them, but I know that the ethics and morals of war in Islam, you can't touch children. The Prophet Muhammad made that clear. Children, elderly people, civilians cannot be touched or harmed. I think I just saw a video today. They released two Jewish women untouched, and they were elderly women. 80 I don't know why. Yes. Yeah, like so, the, and and I know for a fact they will not target children because as a Muslim, we're not allowed to. You can't target women, children, elderly, the civilians, the public. You cannot touch them. So who You're were those people that did that? Well, I don't know, brother. Is it a CIA plot? Is it the special ops doing it to create war? We don't know. And you know politics behind the scenes. Sometimes they'll ignite a flame and start a war. So, because they've got an ahead of an agenda, then we won't find out till 20 years later why they ignited that war. Yeah, uh, let me ask you, yeah. uh, you're yeah. you're a father, you're a good father, you're a grandfather like I am. You're a father of three beautiful children. Do you have any worries about the world in which they're growing? That is, is the world worse today than when you were a kid? Look, I think people have got, far more educated today but the problem is is the morals and ethics and because they're open to so much you can sway anyone like i think the biggest problem we have today in the world is atheism and socialism and communism 
I love Christians, I love Jews, and I love Muslims because the Jews and the Christians and the Muslims, they still have their fundamentals. They all teach love your God with all your heart, with all your might, with all your power. Love your neighbor as yourself. Honor the father, honor the mother. Thou shall not kill. Thou shall not commit adultery. Thou shall not steal. Thou shall not bear false witness. We need those ethics and morals today. We need our belief in God. The problem is when you don't have a belief system or you don't believe in God, you're open to do anything. And then that's when it becomes problematic because you can justify everything then. Is there anything else you want to share with the Bob's Your Uncle podcast community? Anything you want to clarify or make sure that I get right? All I want to say is this, my friend. God bless you because I can see you're trying to understand other people's views, which is nice of you. God bless you. You're trying to get to the bottom of it. All I want people to know is do not lose hope in God because where it becomes problematic is because I remember the famous French philosopher Voltaire. He was a Catholic priest and he was an expert in theology. He actually became atheist because of the wars between the Catholics and the Protestants. So he left Christianity. And what I've noticed is with a lot of people that are religious, when they see so much killing, it turns them away from God. So all I want to say to all the Muslims, the Christians and Jews, Don't lose hope in God. At the end of it, justice will prevail. And we've got to love for our fellow human beings what we love for ourselves. And to our Jewish brothers out there and Christian brothers, we're with you and the war's not with you. The war is a political war. But I hope they can come to a common understanding. And uh, and I hope the UN gets involved and stops this because Palestine doesn't have an army and it needs someone to stand up for them because if it doesn't, it's just going to lead to more problems. And we can't back one nation and leave the other nation. My brother, it is a joy to talk to you again. I look forward to peace. Yes. And that's what Islam means, peace. Well, that's it. Shalom. Shalom. We we hold it as a dear, as a a longing. Shalom, shalom, Yerushalayim. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. we, We pray for peace among all people. And yes, so and all the Palestinians and all of them. So not just to the people, people of yeah, all people, because they're all the creation of God. That's it. Thanks again. Thank you, my friend, and God bless you. And alaikum salam. What do you think about all this? Why don't you write me, Bob Mendo at AOL.com, or comment on an Instagram or TikTok to me. I'd love to know what you're thinking. Every week we read from a portion of the bestseller, the number one bestseller of all time, the Bible. And today's no different. From the Gospel of John, The words of Yeshua himself. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. Those were some pretty surprising comments that there is no Hamas in Gaza that the CIA was responsible for the death of 1,400 Jewish people in the land, including those young people at the music festival. Surprise, surprise, surprise to me. 
Well, there's more in this series. Tomorrow, I want you to come back and listen to Paul Cohen, who is a Messianic Jew from here in Sydney, who has a different angle on the role of the Jewish people and the role of the land of Israel. You don't want to miss a single episode, so we'll see you when you come back, perhaps tomorrow. Until then, when things seem bleak or uncertain, look up to God. He's in his heaven. And Bob's your uncle. Shalom.